Welcome to Filthy Friday Foreplay, the podcast that invites you to get to know the humans in our filthy community a little better. My name's Beanie, creator of Filthy Friday, the UK poll industry's first fully diverse and inclusive space. And I'll be sitting down with some of my filthiest friends as we bear all from pole to soul and everything in between. Hello, episode two. Yes, welcome to episode two of Filthy Friday Foreplay. And have you noticed it's getting so much easier for me to say the title of this podcast because I've said it maybe a thousand times already. Anyway, we're here. We made it. We did it. We're doing the thing. This whole entire week has been absolutely amazing. I have been so anxious about getting my words out there and putting this whole thing into the universe and the feedback has been amazing. I am so, 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 so happy because it took a lot. You lot are fucking uplifting as hell. Thank you so much. Give yourself a pat on the back, a pat on the tits, a pat on the sparkle, a pat on the head, wherever you want to pat yourself, just do it right now because you are fucking amazing. You are magic. I am so thankful for the likes, the comments, the shares, and the people who have messaged to say that they would like to be, um, have a conversation with me here. I have so much planned. Like, this is going to be a fucking riot. And the Filthy Friday community is crazy. Like, we are crazy insane. We are literally, like, a bunch of beautiful rejects who are now making waves, fucking taking up all the space and it is bright and it is beautiful and it is everything that this pole industry, this fucking world needs to be. I'm so happy. So thank you for that. Um, So yeah, the feedback. (laughs) I've really enjoyed listening um, and reading comments of people telling me about myself and one of the things that I really liked is that um, people have said, oh my God, Beans, like, you're so funny. Okay, so let me address this. I know I'm funny because I find myself hilarious. I think I am fucking ridiculous, like a ridiculous human, but it's different because <laughs> I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm really not you know, and so to, to get that com- that compliment, it's a compliment, so to hear that, you know, more than, more than thrice, yes, I'm learning new words, more than thrice times a later, <laughs> don't even, I'm just eating a slab of birthday cake for my son's birthday, and listen, I am fucking jacked up on sugar right now so it's like me times a thousand like if you amplified me like this that's what's happening right now um so yeah i'm in the frame of mind i'm in right now is that i'm a fucking stand-up comedian that's happening that's what's going on in my head right now um the feedback has been so constructive and it has it's really helping me to like progress with this this particular project which is really good one of the other um comments that i liked uh was that the intro sounds 
the intro sounds really porny well as a, f a huge fucking fan of sex and porn and porn stars you know like that is the best compliment that i could possibly receive uh, right now or ever um the intro was meant to sound really porny and like yeah I like I'm so here for that voice I actually got the idea from so if you're a fossil like me if you used to go to school on a dinosaur then <laughs> just flying just flying to school on a pterodactyl real casual um then you'll remember the film the warriors which is a super super fucking cool film and I'm gonna go with it was set in New York I've watched this film so many times. I have it twice on DVD, just in case I lose one. It's been my one of my favourite films growing up. Something I watched with my mum and dad. And um, so basically the film is about um, gangs. And they're fucking cool. They're so cool. And um, the warriors um, basically get accused of killing Cyrus. So Cyrus is um, a, a leader of another gang and he is like proposing that all these gangs, all these rival gangs get together and work together to rule you not, you, New York City. Um, so he basically wants to unite all the gangs. And anyway, someone kills him. And I love that I'm giving you the plot of this story right now. I should totally work for Netflix because my descriptions are so fucking good. Um, so anyway, someone kills him and the warriors are blamed. So the warriors go on the run. And while they're on the run, like all these rival gangs are like coming after them and they have to fight and some of them get arrested and someone gets stabbed and it's like a whole thing. And can I just say my two favourite gangs in that whole film, by the warriors, are the Lizzies and the Baseball Furies. The Baseball Furies, oh my God. So yeah, two favourite gangs, but... I'm guessing if you watch that film, you are going to fucking love the Lizzies. They are a badass gang of women who, it's International Women's Day, a badass gang of women who take no fucking prisoners. Like they are savage and they are just, again, so cool. I think because it's Friday, you should take a shot every time I say cool. <laughs> so anyway, um... While the Warriors are on the run, there's a radio show host and she's kind of um, broadcasting um, messages out to everyone listening. Uh, well, that's what you do when you broadcast. And she has, like, I this voice is ingrained into my soul because when I was younger, I was like, oh my God, like, I want to sound like that. And yeah, so her voice is really cool and she's just like, you're looking good, Dirty Dozen real good so that was the inspiration for the um intro to this podcast uh it doesn't sound as good when i do it because i am mancunian as fuck and <laughs> don't say words properly but yeah I just, I just thought i'd do my own little take on that for this podcast so thank you to all who commented on on the intro i was actually going to change it because i thought it just doesn't fit but like it totally fits, it does. So episode two, I did a tiny little bit, but then I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> that sugar is really kicking in right about now. Um, so yeah, episode two is, it was 
originally meant to be an interview with Josh Taylor that we had had last year. But I thought, in the spirit of International Women's Day, I'm going to dedicate the month of March to the women in our community. And I have started, I started with my good friend, Alabama Whirler. She is absolutely amazing. So Alabama is a fat, fabulous, badass bitch who is really, really doing, she's always been doing the fucking most. But, you know, you would have seen me repost her, like, she's fucking doing doing everything right now. So, we had a conversation about fat phobia, and Alabama gave us a breakdown of what fat phobia is, her experiences with fat phobia, um, what words she likes to describe her body, which was, that was a really nice part of the conversation to have. And we also delved into the treatment of plus bodies, fat bodies in the pole industry and the misconceptions that people have on people with fat bodies. So it was a really, really interesting conversation. And I really, really, really hope that you listening take something away from this. It was quite a long conversation, so I am going to split it into two parts and um, I will figure out how I'm going to do it. Like I said, you know I'm trash. There's not even any point in me telling you the format or how I'm going to do whatever because I'm just, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what, I'm actually going to do this today and I'm here for it. I am the definition of a poop sprinkled in glitter. That is me, just a hot, steamy pile of poop rolled in glitter, sparkly as fuck, living its best life on the sidewalk there. Um, so yeah, it was a really, really good conversation. I'm going to split it into two parts so it's digestible and so you can really take it in. And I'm, I have to apologise in advance for the sound quality. Alabama sounds amazing, obviously. And I don't know what was going on with my microphone yesterday, but it, it was probably it was probably full of cake. I've literally eaten half a cake in like a week. Um, but yeah, so I apologise in advance um, for the sound quality. My microphone was just not having a good day yesterday. Um, and you know what? We've done everything to fix it. Like when I say we, I mean my husband, because I had a meltdown last night. I was like, no. Two whole hours of really good footage that we cannot use. I, I really, I didn't say it in that voice. Um, but I had an absolute meltdown and yeah, I just fucking hate technology. I hate it. Ayo, I'm tired of using technology. Woo. I need you right in front of me. Ayo, I'm tired of using technology. Yes. Those lyrics are speaking to me right now because I fucking hate technology. AO technology. Um, anyway, off track, as always, is the goddamn sugar. I hope you enjoy episode two. And please don't turn it up too loud because Alabama's voice, like, no, that really is the thing of nightmares. And yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. I'm going to go. Keep it filthy. Have a fab weekend. Hi everybody, welcome to episode two of Filthy Friday Foreplay. On this episode, I'll be chatting with my best pal and Filthy Friday vet, Kate, known to most of us as Alabama Whirler. Alabama is a fat, fabulous force of nature, 
and I'll stop talking now so we can get right into it. So, hi, Katie. We fucking made it. Can you believe it? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Literally. Like, how long has it taken us to sort headphones out? and About um, five pairs of headphones. Oh, my God. Like, it's so annoying. I fucking hate technology so, so hard. It is just i will i'll always talk about it because people need to know that i fucking struggle with technology man so bad that's why we keep rach around that's why we need rach we should have invited her but i'm soz rach so she that's what happens when we try and do something on our own i know yeah like she rach is mother like she really is um okay so on this episode i just basically want to get to know even though i know you inside out because you're my best pal um, for those of you who don't know about mine and Kit's relationship, Alabama's relationship, we met through Filthy Friday and we have been annoying each other <laughs> ever since. We talk every single day on WhatsApp. We bitch, we moan, we fucking uplift each other. And that's how we came to um here. That's that's how we're here. Um, because we've had we've had some discussions recently, we've been having these discussions for a long time um about fat phobia especially in the pole industry so we thought we would get our big booties online <laughs> and do a whole fucking interview around it so welcome to the first interview so i'm going to ask you a couple of icebreaker questions um just you can give me a detailed answer or you can keep it short and sweet just a few standard questions that rach has um put together when we do, we were doing our Filthy Friday live on Instagram. So, the first question is: What about pole makes you feel like your most powerful self? I think it is just being able to just express yourself, but not in like, do you know, like the kind of way everyone expects you to do it. Like yeah. it's a bit exciting, bit more exciting, isn't it? Than writing a diary entry or something like that yeah <laughs> I, don't, I just love it like I didn't think I was creative until I started pole yeah and performing and then as soon as I realized I can start pouring blood over myself while I'm doing this as well wow what a bonus yeah um, such a horror fan <laughs> yeah um I just I never thought there was even like a kind of market for like horror kind of and gore performances with pole like it's a bit harder with pole than burlesque because you've got to kind of save the blood for the end or it's going to get a bit dangerous um, yeah. but I just feel dead empowered when I'm covered in fake blood I'd probably feel even more empowered covered in real blood but it might be a bit illegal <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I like that answer I completely agree it's just it's a really creative way of expressing yourself and um and getting a message across, like it's such a great platform to, because it's visual, so people can can see what you're doing and people can relay. And I find it really uplifting at times and sometimes maybe not so much. So do you kind of feel as though like with it being like both of us, like we're fat and fabulous babes, do you feel as though, you know, that aspect of, of you and who you are has like contributed to what makes you feel powerful on the pole like you don't you don't fit the standard um pole dancer like stereotype stereotype yeah that's the one that's yeah what I'm looking for. <laughs> that's no, yeah I, that is what it is though like I have always just been like 
if you tell me not to do something, you can guarantee I'm going to fucking do it. Um, and when I was like always wanting to start pole, it was me telling myself, I was like, you're far too fat to do something like that. Fat girls don't do that. And then I'm like, I think probably one person has probably said something to me like, aren't you a bit big for that? And I've gone, no, I'm going to go and do it because you've just told me that I can't. Yeah. And I think that as a woman, you don't get away with being stunning and mediocre. You've got to be the best that you can be because like, you see it all the time, like no shade on anyone, but you get straight sized white women that are all right. They're very good, but they're not in special. But because of they've got all the costumes, they've got the looks, they can pass for being, oh my God, you are amazing. But as a fat person, you've got to be the best you can be and then even better again to get any kind of like recognition for it. Like, genuine recognition not just oh that's good for a fat girl yeah yeah I I hate that you know kind of I always said that you know if people look at me and they're like if she can do it then so can I then I'm okay with that because it's inspired someone else to get on the pole but as time has gone on I kind of don't really want people to look at it as oh she's fat and and she's doing it because it kind of takes away from Although I want to be recognised for being a fat pole dancer, I still also don't want to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's you don't want to be cute. someone's, like, niche. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So um, the next question is, what's your favourite pole or and or floor move? Um, it used to be splits before lockdown and COVID, but then I got really lazy training them, like, my go-to if I forgot part of my routine was, you know what, well, I'll just do a drop split, it's fine. Mm. Um, and now I can't anymore. That's gone. I think, um, it's, I think it's, it's happened to so many people. I'm so, like, I broke my ankle, didn't I? Like, training yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of lockdown. And then, obviously, I had to be really careful trying anything else after that. So it kind of, like, put me in a position where I was like, I haven't got the room to really train properly at home. I don't have a pole at home. The studio's closed. There was a few like weeks where me and Misty could go in and train together. Yeah. And then Boris put a stop to that as well. And um it was splits for a while, but then I think now it's more posy things that you can do yeah. that just look really sexy. Like, do you know, even just like little lunges where you just look fucking fit yeah, doing it rather yeah. than actual moves. I love, I love that. And I think I like obviously I've been following you for a long time and I've really seen a, a transition in you know from you going from you know like you said the hardcore splits and like slamming your heels obviously you're a horror fan and like it the, the moves go hand in hand with with what you're interested in and you know what turns you on baby that was so awesome powers um <laughs> But yeah, I really think that yeah, like I'm loving the the poses, and you know what I really really love about you is the fact that I when I I've always been very posy on the pole because I just it, I'm not a tricks girl, I'm not. So I I've always enjoyed just your just moving around the pole and looking at myself in different poses, different positions. What I really really love about you and what really inspires me to be myself and not really entirely not give a fuck is the fact that you don't you just you you're as long as an angle looks good to you and feels good to you you're cool with it 
Whereas, you know, sometimes like I'll hide my tummy or I'll edit the video to, you know, make it a bit darker if I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. But I love that you're just you're just all out there, like literally what's and all. That took me so long though to get like that. Like um when I started pole, I was like wearing tights under my shorts and um if I wore like underwear to do pole, which I ended up doing eventually because you know pole brands are shit, so you might as well wear yeah. your undies, but that's a whole new point. Um it was all high-waisted Primarchs like shapewear yeah. um, that would pull me in as well. And then I got to the point where I was like, do you know what? I've hardly got any clothes on as it is. If someone's that offended by a fat roll or the fact my stomach hangs over, then that's their fucking problem. It's not mine. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Um, and it was like, I would be like, oh, well, I could wear that, but then that's not flattering. And then them knickers that go with that set are a bit like they're not recovering. And then I'm like, oh, what's the smallest thong I can find without my vagina hanging out of it? Yeah. like I can, Which is I my really, go-to now. <laughs> I, really, I really love that. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very guilty of choosing flattering angles. And I think with every post that you share, that's really just, it's like becoming a thing of the past for me. And I think since having um, Theo as well, um, obviously I've gained weight. I carried a baby. I'm in no rush to fucking lose it. Um, I'm really, really happy in this body. And I'm just I'm just up there like, you know what? I'm actually really proud of this. I've still got days where I feel uncomfortable and I've still got days yeah, where it's like <laughs> beauty to the audience rather than my tummy. But yeah. most of the time, and I think like you are, you are like massively responsible for that change in me. And probably a lot of people in the pole industry. Um, so, yeah, like, thanks for that, our kids. It's all right. You're welcome. Do you know what's funny now, though? Um, so I, like, probably even only, like, two years ago would be really censoring what kind of pictures I put online of how, like like inverted for commas flattering they looked yeah but now I'm like the total opposite so I sent my friend a picture the other day of um like these gym leggings I bought with like horror characters on and she was like oh you're looking really good shape and I was like I replied like I fucking hope not and I love pictures where I look dead fat and chunky I just fucking love it yeah. I don't want to look slim anymore like I know people seem to find that really hard to like understand that I don't want to look slim in a photo. Like me yeah. looking, I want my body in a photo and a video to look like what my body looks like. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like I've got nothing against people wanting photos to look flattering, darkening them, editing them, whatever. Whatever makes you feel amazing, do that. Yeah. No, like I would never be like, you need to get everything you're uncomfortable out with on the internet. Like fuck it, do what you want. What makes you happy? But I just love all the roles and everything out like I just fucking love it I wouldn't wear tight dresses because I'd be like oh my stomach is hanging yeah. down and I'm like now I'm like it's dead tight and my belly sticks out a little bit and you can see like the outline of it. I'm look, look how cute she is yeah and it just I, I find it like it's so good for your mental health to just be as loving as you can to yourself regardless of your body your body shape and I think there's so much out there, you know, and it does come across as, you know, toxic body positivity with that whole roles post that everyone was doing and, oh, you know, gosh. not having to, to suck in and stuff. And, you know, that's fine. You know, all bodies have their hang ups. You know, that's not what um, me and Bama were trying to say here. But I think when you have a fat body, it's, it is very different because people see you differently. And it's so, so nice to get to a point where, 
in life where you can just be like entirely like entirely like fuck that yeah. still have your down days and oh yeah like, definitely fuck's sake like this doesn't fit or that doesn't fit but to come back from it like well actually you know what I don't I really don't give a fuck and I really do admire that about you and like I said it's really like even when we chat in our conversations and you send your pictures and stuff like I just find you so so inspiring and just a really good you motivate me without even realizing like, in our conversations I'll just tell you that you're doing my head in um, <laughs> Oh God, I wish she'd fuck off. She's doing my wedding. But no, you really, really motivate me and inspire me to just remember, just to remember why I started doing what, I, what I'm doing and, you know, to just not have any, you know, it's okay to have those hang-ups, but to not let them really, you know, get me down. So, um, yeah, I'm really, it's really good to have people like you around. Um, I love how this is in a podcast now, so you can like do a. Style. I am gonna like <laughs> tattoo this into my skin. The, the date and the time. Nice. <laughs> Beanie was nice to me, <laughs> and now everyone's heard it. It's fucking out there. Um, okay, so the next question is: What's your favorite thing about Filthy Friday? <gasps> Everything. Um, <laughs> thank you. Do you know what? Right. I stalked, I think like we stalked each other a little bit on Instagram at first for years, didn't we? And I was like, I can't fucking add her on Facebook as well. Like, that's going to be too far. And I was like, I don't want to fucking do it. And I was like, I think the first time I DM'd you, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, stop making a titty yourself. (laughs) And then we realised after about a week that we were like literally the same person. Yeah. And then I I was thinking about it today, funnily enough, when um, the first Filthy Friday I did was when I was doing that BBC Three thing. Yeah. And... When you introduced me, you were like, this is my white twin. Sorry, Val. <laughs> and your mum was just sat there, like, shaking her head. At, like, oh, there's another yeah. one. <laughs> but that's my favourite thing about Filthy Friday is literally the amount of friends I've got from Filthy Friday. And I notice it the most um, when I'm with people I work with that are outside that circle. And, like, there's another circle I'm in of um, called Punky Family that are all kind of similar, like, views. And I notice it when I'm with people outside of my groups that they say things and I'm like, wow, why would you say that? Or like, how can you think that? But then the people I'm friends with because of Filthy Friday, there's no judgment from anyone. No, not at all. I really, really... There's literally none. Yeah. And even the people that you're not a big fan of that you know you might have fell out with or you just not you just don't click with them there's no animosity between anyone there's still the mutual respect there's no bitchiness there's no do you know, like the pole industry's got enough fucking bitchiness and slagging off and yeah bringing people down and then filthy friday's like this little corner of like you can sit with us kind of thing yeah, it doesn't really um i think during one of our um lives on zoom um dre the wonderful dre asked the question um do i think filthy friday is clicker and um I think that was the question and I was like, yes, absolutely. Like we really are. But I think the word like a click kind of has a real negative vibe. Yeah. And what we are is we are so fucking supportive of one another and we are there for one another. I've had so many groups of friends where I've, I've felt I've been out with them and somebody said something and nobody stuck up for me because people can't relate. But when I'm with you lot, 
I know that nobody can cross me. I feel so protected and just so safe when I'm with you lot. So it's it's really I don't get the anxiety of organizing nights out or um, like you know organizing holidays because I know that you have my back entirely. And it's the it's the same um kind of answer that I gave to Dre. You know we are a clique. That's that's what we are. We're a group of people who support one another. But there is room for everyone. And even if someone in our Silky Friday family isn't on terms with someone else, that doesn't mean that that person can't sit with us. Unless they've been a complete and utter dick and offended <laughs> everyone and upset everyone, then fair enough. But, you know, it just, it doesn't work like that. Once you've got a place and you've found a home, like, you know, and that's what's brought us together. And I'm I'm so happy for that. I'm really happy. Hey. <laughs> And here we are. How many years have we been friends now? We've been following each other for the longest time and then we actually met. I think you were actually one of the first people I ever followed on Instagram. Yeah, I think you were too, you know. So I think it must be about four years-ish. I started pole when Dolly was born and she's five. And I started when she was 16 weeks old. So it must be about four years. Yeah. Oh my god! And now we're best mates. It's so fucking weird. It's surreal, isn't it? It is mad. It's like the way like I've still not met Teddy because of lockdown. I know. But then I feel like I have. Like I still tell him every day that he's getting told off for <laughs> yeah. the drama he caused when you were pregnant. <laughs> Teddy's my son, by the way. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's listening, and um, Alabama's not had a chance to meet him yet. But that's obviously down to this dog shit lockdown. <laughs> um, so, right, let's move on. Um, your favourite thing about the pole industry and your least favourite? There's not very much that's my favourite at the moment. No, <laughs> um, my favourite thing is actually the plus size, plus the plus size pole community, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that is probably my favourite thing at the moment because... I follow all kinds of people on my Instagram, but the majority of my people I follow are plus size pole and they are the people that aren't giving a fuck, but they will stand up for themselves. They'll yeah. stand up for everyone. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone who's not a fat pole dancer doesn't, but at the moment, because I'm really salty at the moment with everything, um, that's my favourite. My least favourite thing is... Um, just fucking end. Well, let's just do four episodes, <laughs> part four. Oh my god! So here all year. Speak on it, girl. I'm here for you. Go on. What? Do you know what? Right, my least favorite at the moment is this fake inclusivity. That's everyone's favorite thing yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So I was thinking the other day, when was the last time you saw a lineup where there was one straight sized person? in a lineup of fat black fat people, black people, disabled people, and there was one white able body. You don't see it because a white able body isn't a token. It's the tokenism at the moment that's really pissing me off. Yeah, it's you, you see it quite a lot and also you know people thinking they are doing the absolute most and you know, because they've they've done an event or ran something um that you know was once diverse in air quotes and inclusive and you know that's that's their job done um, yeah you know it's just I find it really stressful we we speak about that a lot and 
I think it's really interesting. Sorry, I got really distracted because it pops up saying, please save this episode. And I was like, what the fuck? It's because I've said um, to do four parts. It's panicking now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and don't you find it to be, to be like really, performative is my favourite word at the minute. You know what I'm like uh, <laughs> with words. But yeah, that that's kind of how it feels. And although it feels as though there is a bit of a shift and, you know, things are changing, it's... You know, a lot of it does come across as um, fake and I don't think people realise that that's how they're coming across and that's how their brands are coming across and yeah. really fucking toxic. Like, you know. I think if you have to shout about the fact that you've got plus size or queer or black people in your lineup, it's probably not as inclusive as you think it is. Like, Filthy Friday is the most inclusive ever and Filthy Friday has never had to shout about, look, we've got a fatty in our lineup. Look, yeah, look, look. It just is what it is. It just is. Like, yeah. it, that's what it is. But it's... I see lineups now and the first thing I do is I look at how many fat people are in that lineup yeah. straight away. I will Google every, or I will Instagram search every single person on that lineup to see how many plus size people are in that lineup. And if there's not many, then oh, there's none at all. I ain't buying a ticket for that show. No. So it's kind of it's, I don't want to say it's not what you it's not what you know we don't want to see that because we have so many friends who are straight size and who do feature in a lot of these shows um, and events. So a lot of the time, I feel like we do show up and support for that reason. But I think as time goes on, it's kind of getting a bit like, I feel like these organisers are taking the piss and just feel like I don't, I don't want to, don't want to spend my money on it because, you know, it's not. Yeah, really it's, I will support my mates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll support my mates any show they're in as when I, as and when I can. Um, but if it's a show I've never seen before and it's a new lineup and it is people that I don't I'm the worst at knowing so-called pole celebrities because I follow people that I like I don't care how many followers you've got yeah um, and the amount of people that are like on like these workshops and I'm like I don't even know who that is <laughs> because yeah. I've just you know I've never heard of them before the way and I don't understand the whole fawning over people in the pole world like pole celebrities because outside of the pole world no one knows who you are yeah I don't get that whole hero worship in it but um yeah I will like I think some organizers don't think that these marginalized people are looking and that we want to give our money to shows that are inclusive yeah, of everyone absolutely. I want to see someone that looks like me yeah. yeah and it's the whole putting someone so I don't mean this to sound as bad as it does, but putting someone who's like a curvy size 12 to 14 maybe in your show does not tick your plus size quota. Put a fat person in as well. Not an like, you know, acceptable fat. Put a fat person in your show. Yeah. Like we're not all just good for a fat girl, not just good for a fat person. Some of us are fucking bots. Rolling with Lindsay on Instagram is doing a burlesque show this weekend. Well, um, on Saturday the 11th or whatever. I don't know what day it is anymore. And it's called Big Fat Burlesque and it is full of fat, amazing performers. So there's not the excuse of, well, there's just not anyone that's up to the level we're looking for that's plus size or fat. That We're out there. You need to look and not look at their follow account. Look at what they're putting out. Like, ask friends to recommend people. Like, have you been to a show? That's why it's so important that 
Um, I had this conversation with Kitty earlier, um, and I think it's really important that there are more shows um, that you know do feature a real, a real diverse and inclusive lineup because when organisers watch those shows or when friends of organisers watch those shows, it's like, shit, like that person's amazing. I want them in my show. So it's not even an excuse to say, oh, well, you know, I don't know any fat people. I don't know any black people. And if people in your circle don't know any any fat, black, disabled, trans people, then that says so much about you and the circles you're hanging in because... In this day and age, like, how is that fucking possible? My life feel like Sonny's just one years old and his friend group <laughs> is so fucking diverse. This is a one-year-old we're talking about. So someone who has been on this planet for a long fucking time and uses the excuse that they, you know, they don't know any fat people, they don't know any people from marginalised groups and their friends don't know any people from marginalised groups. It's fucking bullshit and, like, they absolutely need to go and swivel because they just, obviously, they just want to put out what they think will sell tickets. And like yeah. you said, eventually, it's not going to wash anymore because people want to see different things. Like, the whole idea is that we're inspiring and uplifting, and I think organisers need to really take that on board. Yeah, so, like, I feel like perfect example of that, of putting people in your shows and getting them, because they're in shows, they're getting in more shows and more shows because people are seeing how good they are. It's Fiona Moorish because yes. she is in everything because she is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard of her last year at the beginning of lockdown. And then every online show she's in because she's in them and then getting put in the next show and the next show because she yeah. is so good. She really, really is. And she's literally like doing so well. Like, oh my God, I literally think I dream about her because she's so beautiful. And, and you know, she, sorry, go on. She's just such a nice person as well and because she's in all these shows organizers are seeing it and then they're booking it and they're booking it and it's like there's such a shift at the moment yeah. of the diversity in these lineups of the shows that you want to watch definitely i think she's absolutely wonderful we had her perform for two filthy friday showcases and one of the words that she used in her bio was that she's charismatic and that that ain't a lie because that sums her up 100 percent. 100 percent. i could watch her perform all day every day and she is just wonderful at what she does her her raw sexual energy like you can tell that that energy that is for her like yeah you're, you're invited to come and have a look if you you're want. privileged <laughs> privileged but she is very much comes across as what i do is for me and I really, really love that about her. Like, she inspires me to just want to be... I can't be charismatic. I'm fucking too loud. Like, I'm, no, I I'm, can't. No, that, that doesn't sit with me, no. She's too nice for us. We don't even deserve it. No, we don't. We've been blessed. We've been absolutely blessed. <laughs> um, We've been sent to, like, a monastery where she's in charge of it. And it's just not working out. <laughs> if she spent we need to invite her to spend like a weekend with us you know she would she'd go home she would <laughs> she'd fucking leave she would be like nope and get right back on the train she's gone that's it our friend she's gone at least we've warned her now like if she ever gets an invitation she can just be like I've, I've, I listen to your podcast and um, no thank you uh, I'm gonna pass <laughs> we're blocked um, 
Right. So I want us to talk about um, fat phobia. So can you just explain to us, um, to the listeners, um, exactly what that is? It is basically um, judging someone because of their size, because they are plus size or fat. Um, Whether you realise you're doing it or not, it is so ingrained into everyone especially people like cis women um from a young age because it's things that you literally pick up without noticing um all the time even like the way everyone will just casually talk about losing weight without thinking about it which absolutely blows my mind um so where I work, it literally, I tried to keep count the other day and couldn't even keep count of the amount of diet culture conversations happening around me, um, just so casually. So we were talking yesterday in the kitchen and work about recipes, and then it was about pizza and then making pizza, and then, do you know, you can make pasta into pizza and it's free food on Slimming World. And I'm like, all right, okay, I just yeah. literally was talking about fucking Domino's two seconds ago and now we're talking about Slimming World. What? Yeah. Um, it's basically the way fat people are just seen as not as equal as or not as desirable as someone who is straight-sized, which basically means someone who can walk into a high street store and buy their size straight off the rack without having to think about it, for, like very um, broadly speaking. And I know you um, you touched on it briefly before, like how do you find, um, I know I fucking struggle and I'm like you, I, I just wear underwear now because <laughs> I'm literally, um, I'm so past it with, with pole, pole wear, like I'm just so with these brands um, that claim they are, you just keep seeing that word inclusive and you'll see, like you said, that one um acceptable you know acceptably curvy body and you know the rest of us are just forgotten in their sizes and they say that an like an xxl is a size 12 and it wouldn't really go with my big fucking toe i got um, really excited on um quite a big pole brand's website during the black friday sales because a bodysuit went up to a two or three xl and then when i looked on their size chart that two xl was a size 16 can you believe that and I'm like my size twenty two fat ass sat here like, um I think my ankle might be a size sixteen, but I don't think I think it's a lot of money to spend on something to wear around my leg. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous, and you know I had a conversation with um another instructor last week, and you know she considers herself to be straight size, but we had a conversation about how she orders an extra large from um, a pole brand. Um, I'm not going to like drop names and names because I don't, you know, it's not about cancelling, you know, that I hate cancel culture. But yeah, she'd ordered um, some pole wear from an online pole company and she got an extra large, which in this case is a 16, I believe. And looking at um, her body, I think she's like a size 10, maybe, maybe smaller and she was like it pinched and it hurt and I just couldn't focus on what I was doing because you know while like when I'm moving it's digging in the wrong you know in in all the wrong places and she said it was just really 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 fucking uncomfortable and we had the conversation 
you know, about how she wanted to speak out about it, but she didn't feel as though it was her place um, because she is not fat and she's not considered fat and her body is acceptable. Um, and I kind of advised her to speak on it because it's not about silencing anyone else. It's just, I think for us, what I speak for both of us, when it's just about letting people know how it feels for us. All bodies have uh, have hang-ups, like we all do. But I think it's just, I mean, we, we know um, that the treatment of, of fat bodies is completely different to um, to others, especially in the coal industry. But, yeah, hearing about that, um, the clothing that she bought at an XL that was a 16 and still really tight blew my fucking mind because I had just been looking the day before and I was like, yes, like I've got a little bit of OnlyFans money there, feeling really good about myself. I'm going to start learning how to do tricks, get myself some new pole wear. <laughs> and I'm looking on this website and I'm looking at the XLs and the XXLs. And I'm fuck, I am filling my basket. Like my basket is full. <laughs> Listen, I am not making that much money on OnlyFans, but you know what? I was going to put a little bit too. Um, but just a little treat. And yeah, the day after I had this conversation and I fucking, I just thought, what's the point? What's you need people that are straight size though to speak about it because I feel like when I complain about sizes being so inconsistent and so uninclusive of fat bodies, that there are people that look at them posts and go, Well, maybe if you weren't so fat, you'd fit in them, or always another fat girl moaning about it. But when they see it coming from someone who is a smaller size and is struggling with these brands to fit they go oh maybe there is a problem because I've heard it from a straight size person and it's like they're the people that we need to speak up about it because people dismiss fat people's opinions like nothing else they just go oh well maybe if you weren't fat you could fit into things why should they make them bigger just because you can't be bothered losing weight why do I have to lose weight to fit into a piece of fucking fabric I will go and buy a piece of fabric from somewhere that does fit me and I will give them my money instead I will throw my OnlyFans money to them brands that give a shit about people wanting to fit in their clothes yeah not that they they don't want fat people wearing their clothes at the end of the day they want to keep this whole like oh look I'm so slim and toned and blonde and busty but look at this suit and you could look like this if you bought it they don't want the yeah. fat people because they don't want people going oh but I'm not fat so why would I buy that like why is that the end of the world it's just a different body to yours like get the fuck over yourself so annoying so do you have any um brands I mean I know you said you you tend to just wear underwear um i'm currently sat here in well i've taken like i said to you before i've got a bikini on because i'm filming content today but i've um had to undo the top bit because my fucking tits like when i wear a bikini like it kills my neck because my tits are so heavy so are there any places that you could recommend um people with um any issues getting um pole clothes um to be honest i buy most of my pole wear off sheen (laughs) um because right i'm not even getting into the conversation of fat fashion fast fashion because as a fat person you have three choices you have it fits you can afford it and it's clothes you want and normally you get two out of three with sheen i can get all three of them and yes it's fat fashion and ethically it's not great but until these other more ethical brands start pulling their weight with that in that regard not necessarily small brands because you know it's hard for small brands to fit all three of those and make it affordable 
these big brands have got no excuse whatsoever. Um, and I really like unwanted, uh, oh. unwanted apparel. They do pole shorts. And they do really like alternative gothy designs. Um, wow. I bought like two pairs of leggings off them. Um, I got a voucher off my friend, and one's got like horror icons all over, and one's got Baphomets and Satanism all over. And oh. I fucking love it. But I realized when I was buying them, they do pole shorts as well. Oh, nice. So, and um, they go up for something like a f- um, size 24, I think, size 26. I know that I'm a size 20, 22 in their stuff, and it's not the biggest size that they do, as far as I know. That's really good to know. No, don't get in my DMs, anyone, if you go on there and they only go up to like a size 22. I'm sorry, I wasn't cross checking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> but yeah, what we'll do is um I will add some of the brands in the description box or you can DM me, come to me, like it's absolutely fine. I'm fucking <laughs> used to it. Um so we had a conversation. We have a conversation every fucking day. When am I not talking to you? So I wanted to know um what words you use to describe your body and why you use those words. Fat. Yes. <laughs> That I is literally really keen on having this combo, so yeah, go for it. I love, love, love the word fat so much to describe my body because it is fat. I absolutely cannot bear when people try to sugarcoat, pun unintended, of what my body shape is to, because they think they're sparing my feelings. Like, I am not curvy. I am fat. Like, I do not care if you call me fat. If you describe me as, do you know that fat pole dancer? Like, I don't give a fuck if you call me fat. That is my favourite word. Um, I Like, if you want to call yourself curvy or voluptuous or whatever you want that makes you feel good, you can call yourself that. But I fucking love the word fat. It's my favourite word. Yeah, no, I love that you use that word. It's like... Uh... A reclamation, you know. Yeah. I don't even say it, reclamation. I think, don't ask me. <laughs> no, you're you're the worst person to ask about words. I'm like so... the thickest person in the world. Do not ask me. Get Rach on the phone and ask her. I have no business doing a podcast using long words because I don't know shit. Some days I literally just sit here looking at words that I might be able to use. And the other day... I looked up the word um, segue. I, I always say so and like, and I was like, let me have a look at words to segue. And I actually typed in like segue, like the actual thing that you get on. And it, it corrected me. And I was like, Beans, you cancel yourself. Like, just put this whole thing down because you've got no business trying to speak the, pe- the good people's language. <laughs> so one of my best friends is Misty, pole dancer, Tony. And she's so fucking clever that genuinely I've had conversations with her. And while she's talking to me, I'm Googling a word she's just said because I don't want to ask her what it means. And I literally sit there listening to her teaching me all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, we went to the same fucking grammar school. And I don't know how I even got in there. But and um, she says these words and I'm like, I wish I knew big words too. I feel like Charlie are fucking always sunny. <laughs> I just feel dumb. I just feel so dumb. And I'm interviewing some of the most intelligent people. And, like, I just... It's so fucking hard. It's really hard. But, yeah, um, speaking about the word fat, there's nothing worse for me when I go... Um, 
I go, oh, it's come fat. And they go, oh, you're not fat. Oh, God. No, hon, I am fat. I have mirrors in my house and I am in them mirrors yeah. 23 hours of the day looking at myself. I am fat. And they go, oh, you're not fat. You're gorgeous. And I'm yeah, like, I'm both. <laughs>
Yeah, same. Oh. I think like a hundred percent of mine are. To be honest, yeah. I haven't got like hundreds of them on there, but yeah, same. Yeah, but but they're all the same kind of guy as well, from what I can gather from the ones that I speak to. Yeah, just like straight white men, and it's like I've lived a whole <laughs> life of being told that I'm too fat, too black, too loud, too weird, um, too bossy too arrogant, all these things that people perceive as negative, whereas I don't, um, by straight white men. Oh, you're not my type. She, she's not my type. And I'm like, you know. I don't want to be your type. <laughs> like, I really don't. I'm not going to lie. Like, at the time it hurt because, you know, when you're the only black girl, the only black, yeah. black girl in your group of friends and everyone else is getting all this attention. And Don't get me wrong, I got attention. And, you know, it was really, really lovely. I've always been able to do that in this body. But there was times when, you know, there the were a group of guys and I remember walking down um, the strip in Malia and, you know, one guy dropped the M-bomb and started making monkey noises from a pub. And then I was like, okay, you can do this. Like, it's fine. I wasn't on holiday with my same, the same group of friends that I usually, usually go with. And then we literally got like half a metre away from, from that guy and all his friends laughing um only for another guy to jump out of his seat and go two out of three ain't bad and grab my two friends and literally uh. kick me and I was like I'm, I'm going like he literally physically kicked me and you know like I went through so much at high school as well with the same kind of guys um and it's really funny to see that bitch you are all in my only fans I don't know how yeah. you found me but you the money that you should be using to buy your one of your 15 kids nappies you are spending on me to see me with the fat black ass that you didn't want to see at high school that wasn't for you like you are paying to see that now and you are fucking wishing that we were doing things right goddamn now so I really love the just the the feeling of like that that reclamation of power yeah it's like yeah i've got your money now so yeah like that's it from the same people who didn't want to fucking see us and the same people who think we're too fat from the same people who will still sit there to the friends and be like you know talking about women on tv oh god she's fucking fat i'd never they don't want to be seen as a chubby chaser to their mates but they want the chub fucking want it like but they'd never admit they like misty told me this story um i think i've like told someone it like on before when i was on live with like donna the dom that when she worked in the strip clubs that the fat girls made money because the stag dudes had come in and they'd buy the stag a dance with the fat girl but then the stag would stay and buy another room with the fat girl because they wanted to yeah it's never but it was like them girls them fat strippers were like well we've got their money so I will be the fucking joke, but I've got their money, so who's laughing now? Yeah. And, you know, I hate the whole idea that, you know, the the fat stripper has to be, um, you know, the joke. The joke, yeah. Actually, actually a company that, um, and I think there's probably more than one, that actually advertised um, and we're, we're looking for fat people um, to hire out as a joke and, I'm kind of like, you know, it's again, it's like that it's just down to misrepresentation, you know. Yeah. Like I always say, you know, fat black women are always seen as, you know, dead aggressive, really ghetto, really loud, and all these things that I used to perceive as 
a negative trait of you know of, of my, my personality but really it's only done me good in the world and it's it's the way the media portrays it like the fat girl is always the joke in a film yeah you know like when you think about american pie and all those teen films that we used to watch like the fat girl is always a joke even in like pitch perfect like fat amy they've tried to make it like she's reclaiming it but her whole romantic relationship in that film is still a joke exactly like she can't like you don't see films where the main character happens to be fat and the main character's weight never gets brought up in the film you don't i don't watch fucking rom-coms i'd rather be sick in my mouth and shit in my hands and clap but as far as i know from working in a cinema i don't remember there ever being a film where the main character just happens to be fat yeah. um well fat woman anyway at least and just getting on with the life yeah as a, a woman or a man or a non-binary baby and they are just getting on with their fucking life the way that fat people get on with their life yeah we don't all we're not all funny no i am i'm fucking hilarious but it's not because i'm fat (laughs) (laughs) i think the fact that i'm chubby has a little bit to do with the fact that i'm hilarious but it's not the reason i'm hilarious like people really need to get it right and, you know, I had this conversation with my husband the other night and we were talking about how, you know, okay, it's great. There's loads of films come out now and black people are the leads, but do they all have to center around racism? You know, yeah. can't it just be a film about a black guy with his black wife and his black family doing his black job in his black car? So I'm joking, his black car. <laughs> His black cat and his black dog just fucking living his life, you know. Why does it have to be so always about, you know, why does race have to come into it? And I know it's part of life. I understand that. But, you know, maybe if we, like, change it a little bit and switch switch the narrative up a little bit, that people's views will change. Yeah. Just be left down to us to do the work. Because people like you are doing such a fucking brilliant job it shouldn't just be left to us to do the fucking work, you know. These media companies and these filmmakers and the casting directors and the producers have a fucking responsibility to the people who are buying the tickets and fucking, you know, making their films popular and making their films money. Like, stop misrepresenting <laughs> Stop misrepresenting us. Exactly. It's literally like, I will. Like, I watch fucking shite horror films. I don't even pretend the highbrow ones. Um... But if I see a film is directed by a woman or features a woman, like a strong female lead character, I will watch it. Fuck me. If there's a film about with a fat, strong, black, you know, person who identifies as a woman in a film and it's nothing to do with their weight, the film, I would probably throw my whole fucking mortgage savings at it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just want to see people represented that look like me and look like you without it being a big either a big pat on the back for whoever yeah. it is themselves or as a joke or a way to just look a bit edgy like yeah. we are just normal people like I'm not that normal but we are just like average people yeah like I have fucking arguments with my five-year-old daily like anyone else um you know what I mean like it's just mad like I could literally probably order the same meal at mcdonald's as one of my like skinny friends yeah but people so 
if one of my friends who was really skinny went and ordered like three double cheeseburgers, two McFlurries, loads of fries, whatever the fuck they wanted, and put it on Instagram, everyone would be like, oh my God, ha ha ha, you're so funny, ha. Huh? Yeah. If I did that, I'd be getting fucking medical advice from yeah. unprof- non-professionals. Oh I see that so much. Like, do people not realise that it is possible to be fat and fit? It, that is that is a thing. Like, a- athletic is not a fucking body type. Yeah, like fucking so many people, so many pole dancers, like, yeah. like Raven, she moans, is like plus size. And, and like Ebony, um, yeah. she keeps saying she's going to change her fucking username so I don't know what she is now whatever oh, she is the little well tit she's a fucking mess that dickhead <laughs> but the pair of them yeah. I'm looking at them like oh just fuck off <laughs> because they, they really really are representing and it's like yeah. you don't have to just because someone's body isn't muscly or doesn't look a certain way doesn't, doesn't stereotypically look like it should be doing what it's doing you know, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, like I wouldn't fight either of them. Like they could probably hold their whole body weight on a pole with their little finger. This is what I mean. And it's again, it's the the misconceptions of you know of of a fat body, and you know people are so focused on what we can't do and what we shouldn't be doing rather than what we are actually doing. Like I could fucking bench press a whole entire fucking elephant in front of someone, and they would be like. You know what? No, she she's too fat to be doing that. She's she's not athletic. It's crazy, it's like, isn't it? I'm doing it in front of you. Can you not see what I'm doing? Or when you do do it, you're like, they're like, oh my god, you're so brave. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I brave? I'm doing the same thing as everyone else, but suddenly, oh, I'm so like, oh, I don't even know what. They're just like oh. shocked. Yeah, like people say to me, like, "Oh, how can you lose the fun stage? I could never do something like that." And I'm like, "Are you actually like inspired or feel like I'm brave, or are you just shocked that a fat person doesn't hate themselves?" Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, I think it really, really boils down to the fact that you know people can't understand why if just you know why someone with a fat body doesn't hate themselves yeah like people like, like sure. if i have a salad in work because i fucking like salad i like the taste of it i don't do it to lose weight people assume i'm on a diet because i'm eating a salad and they'll be like oh are you eating healthy and i'm like no i just really fucking felt like eating this food it's just it's it's fucking mad but they wouldn't say they it wouldn't to someone say, i'm just gonna say they but they'd say, oh, you don't need to be eating that. You're so slim already. Why are you eating that? You don't need that. And don't you think that's problematic in itself? Like, who are you to comment on anybody, what anybody chooses to do with their life, whether they are fat or slim or slimmer? Like, who is anybody to enter a room? Because it usually happens in workplaces, you know, with all the Karens and Susan. Yeah. You know, haven't got a fucking clue. And I'm not going to say Susan's actually because your mum's called Sue and I love yeah. So with all the cases, we'll stick with that. And you know they don't know shit about shit, and they come in. I've had it so much because I've worked in a lot of places where you know I'm like maybe one of two black women, or you know, and they'll come in and they'll comment on the food, 
first of all, they'll comment, oh, what's that smell? Oh, what's that smell? Is it something um, from um, from um, uh, Jamaica? Is it Caribbean food, Kaz? Is that what you're trying to ask me? Yes, it fucking is. Oh, it smells lovely, that. Oh, I've got a next-door neighbour who's been to... Fuck off, for a start. Fuck off. <laughs> Don't want to have this conversation. I'm not going down this road. But then to have the audacity to then comment on what you're eating and then on your body and why you don't need to be in that. Like, your your view does not matter at all. Yeah. It's the audacity of it. It's just, like, I could not dream of even commenting on what someone's eating. Like, no, I never. don't care. Unless, unless it fucking stinks. I'm like, go away. <laughs> or unless you're like, I, I think I've always just been like, if someone's eating something, I'm a greedy bitch. I love food. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that looks delicious. Where did you get it from? Or I'll say nothing because it's not my business. Or I'm not going to tell someone whether or not they should be eating what they want to fucking eat. Like, if I want to go and buy a fucking cookie dough from the delicious cookie dough place that opened two doors from my house six months ago and I'm now their best customer, I will fucking go and get one. This is it. And I will turn up in my pyjamas and dressing gown because this is Birkenhead and that is fine to go and get it. It really is. Like, it's just... I think more people just need to... I think we're changing. Um, I think I think the world is changing. I think it's a, a, a slow turn and, you know, we're getting there. But, you know, I think people just need to realise that do... I always say you do you, boo-boo. Yeah. You do you like nothing you do unless you are going out and murdering someone and doing all the shit that you know we don't want people to be really doing. No one should be commenting on your body or how you live your life or your sexuality or who you choose to love or the job you do. Like no one has a right to comment on that because it doesn't affect them in in any way. Yeah. People are just so fucking nosy. Like that's the thing and I think people just feel that they're it's it's their they're entitled and it goes hand in hand with privilege. They're entitled to have their opinion and have their say. It's not a discussion, we're not going to talk about it, but I'm entitled to say what I want to say and you can't really do anything about it. When really what we should be doing is stopping these people in their tracks and saying, Hold on a minute, I'm not comfortable with this and I'm not having this conversation. Go and take several fucking seats away from me right goddamn now because I will hit you. I will fully throat punch you if you fucking come at me like that again. And it's about being bold. And I think, do you find that, like, Paul has really given you that boldness as well? Yeah, I wouldn't even tell people that I did pole dancing for, like, the first six months. People that I worked with, I had my Instagram on private. um, And in one of my jobs now that I'm, like, furloughed from... Um, I remember when a few people I worked with had found like the BBC Three documentary and it was like a bit of like an office gossip kind of thing of like, oh my God, have you seen this? And now I'm like, if I say I do poll to someone and they're like, oh my God, you must be so fit from doing that. I'm like, no, I just roll around the floor and take my clothes off. Occasionally Misty pole dancer tries to tell me to do a trick or learn a trick and I'm like, no, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't can't just take my bra off instead. Just get the... Get the... Nixon bra like I'm not doing pole because 
I want to be slim. If you are doing pole because you want to lose weight or tone up, that's your choice. Uh, you've got autonomy over your body. I'm not here to tell you you can't. But for me, I'm not doing it to lose weight. I'm doing it because yeah. I am dead fit, yeah. sexy fit, not fit fit. <laughs> and I don't owe anyone to justify. I don't have to justify my weight by how healthy I am or how healthy I'm not. I am not a fat, fit person. But that I am still worthy of the same amount of respect as someone who is fat and is fit. I don't have to justify myself and my existence by how my body works, whether or not it is fit and healthy. Like, fuck off. It's nothing to do with anyone. And it's so annoying that, you know, we have to we have to say these and make these statements and, and be bold. Like, it's like we're, we're forced to be this way because you know people can't just mind their own business and you know people have so much to say about everything that everyone's doing and you know again one of the things that I really love about you is that like how you like you are the epitome of sexiness like when I watch you like your your sex face and I'm just like that's my best friend you know when you're just like fuck it I feel like I've shared you more in my story than I've shared my own goddamn self because every time you post something I'm just so I don't even want to say proud because that in itself is like no right that's not my right but I'm just so I proper buzz off my mates like I proper yeah like like, buzz off them and I'll be to people like look that's my friend yeah you really want people to see like I really want people to know who my friends are like yeah like I'm so like I am basically proud of my mates because they are fucking boss and I literally shout about them all the time like I'm sure 99% of my conversations in work start with so my friends one of my friends (laughs) my mates and I'm like and I'm sure people think I'm making these people up because I talk about them so anonymously. But I'm like, my mates are dead fucking fit. My mates are like fucking sexy fucking pole and burlesque and drag performers. Like, you're jealous of who my mates are. I bet your mates are fucking shit. I bet they're dead boring. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the pole industry, although it has its problems, um, I think, you know, we do have our little communities and within those communities, um, in, in not even poll, like in performance, like I'm so happy yeah. to, you know, with I'll, I'll I'd rather take poll with its problems than not be part of part of it because the people you meet, you know me, like I'm fucking so big on connecting with people, and I'll talk to anyone, like I'm just. Do you remember Authentics that year when we took over like two, three benches? They were like proper bleachers and we took over about three of them. But it got bigger and bigger every like every hour. There was more people and more empty bottles of wine. Oh god, like I don't even remember the names of half the people that were sat with us. Don't think I've ever seen them again. Such a good time. And then we went to Sally Ann's um heat in North Wales. And we ended up, you met that girl, Sabrina, and then you were like, I've got a cat called Salem as well. Oh my God, was I drunk? Yeah, we would. That was when we kept going back to the hotel in taxis for like four pound taxis. (laughs) And there was a dancer called Sabrina, and you were like, My name's Sabrina, but I've got a cat called Salem. Wolverhampton. Yeah. Yeah. You just said North Wales, bitch. I will replay. I will rewind. Did I? And play. Because I was like, when we went to Wales, that was um, Sonia's. Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, it's Wolverhampton. It. To be fair, at least I didn't say Birmingham because then I'd have everyone from Wolverhampton like unfollowing I me. Always make that mistake. Always. I used to live in Birmingham as well. I've got no excuse for it. I'm geographically challenged, and I I, I don't I don't even want to claim that I know where places are. If it sounds the same, it's the same because my brain cannot take it. But yeah, we've had like so much. Like I'm yeah, I'm just really really thankful and you know really appreciative of. Of, of the the communities within the pole industry so just i know we've touched on it but um what do you think that the is there anything that the pole industry could do um to be more inclusive of fat bodies listen to fat bodies yeah like there are people that i'm not saying that everyone who does a show or a competition or whatever is doing it for clout there are the people that are genuinely are out there wanting to make a better place for everyone. But you need to listen to the people that you're trying to make the places for and open space for and listen to what they're saying because they've lived that experience. The people that are doing all these things might not necessarily have lived that experience. There's a big difference between thinking you know what people need for you to make space for them and what they want. Like, I have never lived as a straight-sized person. The smallest I've ever been has probably been a size 16. Yeah. And I was always a fat kid as well. I have no idea what it's like to not be a fat person. So if I'm telling you something that maybe, like, I feel like would help you, like, I want these spaces for fat people to feel comfortable and people to feel safe, no matter who's organising them um, or sorting it out or whatever. I want these places and I want to tell people, like, this is what I think as a fat person. Yeah. And you can't just assume that you know. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think people who put on these events and these organisers feel feel as though they already know and... Do you find that you have any problems when approaching the subject with people? Like how how if you see something that you know kind of rattles you a little bit, and you know that you have something positive to to input to make that space even better, how do you go about approaching those organisers? Because um, we already know about and um, the fiascos and and stuff that have been going on in the industry recently. I just I will literally if I feel like maybe they're not seeing this point of view. I'll DM someone, I'll message them. I would never publicly call someone out Yeah. without reason. Like, so you know who you can approach. There are yeah. people in the industry who are so unapproachable that why would you fucking bother? Because the only way they are listening is by being publicly called out on it yeah, and being held accountable. Yeah. You have to hold people accountable, but you also... Do you know what pisses me off at the moment? More well, like another fucking thing is the way people are looking for something to jump on to be the first yeah. person to call it out yeah. and to right. There's calling people out and there's being a a decent person and being like, you know what? Maybe they didn't realize they were doing that. Let me yeah. just message them first. Mm-hmm. But it's like people are hunting and looking for something to dive on to call out to be like i got it first i found it like it's not a fucking scavenger hunt yeah you if you're that bothered fucking i've spoken to most recently a competition organizer 
and was like, you know what? I will message you. And we had a massive discussion about it and they were amazing. And yeah. they listened and took on board my feedback as someone who has been part of their event once and is looking to be part of their event again. And we, I was, I was literally saying to you, I don't want to message them because I don't want to look like I'm attacking them because I'm not. I want this space to be there. And they were so like open to the discussion yeah, and that's talking. What that's what and we're like, you know what? I hadn't thought of that. I'll have yeah. a think on that. And there were things I said that they were like, okay, but this is why we're going to do it like that. And it, do you know what? We had a discussion and I don't know what they're going to decide to do. Whatever they decide to do, they're doing now with more knowledge and yeah. more kinds of like input and they've took it on board but there are people that if as soon as you say to them privately you know what I feel like it'd be better as a person you're trying to represent if you did this and they're like no I'm doing this because this is what I want to do and you're like okay fine do it see how that goes down for you but then with the thing a thing that happens it went ahead anyway and people still bought tickets and it showed a lot of where people's loyalties lie yeah like a hundred percent and you know i'm so with you on the whole um calling things out straight away because it happened to me recently as you know and i was really fucking offended not because i've been called out for something because like i'm like i've always said like i'm an account you know me i'm accountable i'm approachable is the thing Someone took the time to DM me to be like, I've got a problem with something you said. I'd actually feel quite privileged that they felt like they could message me and say, here's some education. Um, I feel like this probably wasn't the best you could be. And I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, I would hate for people to be talking behind my back. Like, why does she always fucking say that? Blah, blah, blah. Why is she always dismissing this? Just fucking message me and say, you know what, mate? It's really I don't think it's on. It's, it's really, really hurtful, especially when there are people out there who can't take the criticism and can't yeah. be approached. And, you know, when... when and the only way they will react is by is being publicly by being called, called out, out yeah, which they kind of did, but didn't. Yeah, like... All at once. <laughs> you know, sometimes it has to be that way for people to learn. What I don't like is bullying. You know, we can no. all be adults about things and, you know, we can... Sometimes I, I think to myself, you know, like, yeah, we have to fight the good fight. We really do. Um, and, you know, recently, well, a couple, as you know, like not long ago, there was like an incident with a lineup for an event. And I think it's it's really important that these organisers listen because I, I, for one, remember going to that competition and seeing that there was, um, there were three black um, entrants of this particular competition and one of our friends who has said herself, you know, she's not considered, she's considered plusing in our industry, but she does see herself as a more acceptable, um, we've, we've had the conversation. So, you know, she, she's not fat, she, she's plus, she's curvy. Um, but it, it, it was so, so nice to see those people and those bodies being represented on that stage. Yeah. Such a fucking high production level. Like it was insane. And that is what it's really fucking inspiring to see, to see those bodies up there because then it's like, okay, well, I think that I'd feel comfortable entering this space for myself. What the fuck are you eating? I'm not eating anything. I turned around and put my hand on a sheen order. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, like it's really, you know, I, I, I feel like I could be comfortable in this space as a fat person. Um, you know, I know that I would, I would feel comfortable and okay in this space. So when the shit hits the fan and you miss the mark and people are talking like it's, you're going to get your back up. You are. That's your baby. That's your yeah. Work. You are like some, some people, I personally wouldn't, I feel some kind of way, but I feel like it's really beneficial for these people to listen um, so I really, really, I know exactly what you were talking about. And I think it's really nice that you have the, the, <laughs> I need toner, I need a dictionary. Audacity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the power, like the boldness to be able to approach these organizers, not knowing how it's going to turn out for you, because, you know, so many people in our industry are really scared of speaking up about things um it goes back to the whole pole celebrity thing doesn't it like yeah at the end of the day i don't give a fuck how many followers you've got if you're in the wrong you're in the fucking wrong i just think like if you if someone is approaching you then you they deserve the respect from you to at least listen to them even if you're not going to take on board what they're saying they've put that energy in so even if you feel like they're having a go they're trying to help you yeah. no one's doing it like you are going to get the people that are being a bit of a cunt just to have like a fucking go at you yeah but there's so many like the hero worship of some dancers i'm like yeah. yes they absolutely deserve that following and that respect because they are amazing at what they do but at the end of the day if you say their name to someone you work with they're gonna go who yeah like, I, I could go to my husband now and be like, can you name a pole celebrity? He wouldn't have a fucking clue. Half the people I talk about by the stage name, he's like, what's their real name? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not scared of no one. Like, I've got three brothers. Like, if you think I'm fucking scared of anyone, not happening. I think, I think, I think that's the way it should be. And I think, you know, that kind of, I'm going to go with the word tenacity because I really like that there. I like um, that word. It's nice, isn't it? Tenacity. Oh. Because oh. it sounds like titty. Yeah, tenacity. <laughs> right, no, we're getting silly now. Um, and I, yeah, I think I really admire that. Um, but I do really understand how like it would be. To, some people feel as though you know I have um I have a conversation with someone um who I don't who is trans um and and non-binary. I think I've got that right. Yeah, trans and non-binary, definitely. And we had a conversation and they were saying how, you know, they felt some kind of way about studios and, again, event organisers, but they felt as though they couldn't speak out because in fear of repercussion and how damaging it could be for them. And you know what? I felt that shit in my soul and you know what I'm like. When so- I'm like a fucking... It is so bad. Like, if, like Captain Justice, like, I can't stand injustice. And I can't stand people feeling bullied. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to burn the world. I was just like, no fucking way, no way. And, you know, it's not all in that moment. I wanted to do something to make people feel more included, but I couldn't do more than I was already doing. And I always say to these people, you know, who, who are like us, if you're feeling some kind of way about the spaces, like challenge it, you know, talk about it, be open about it, but also create that space for yourself and that's so important and for people like you because it's really important to give people a home and you know in turn like they'll create their space it's like a drag family you know how you have your drag mom and there are people who 
you know, just their own family didn't weren't wasn't aren't accepting of them, and so they find they find their drag family. I feel the exact same way about Paul, and I think it's really important to find that family. And if you feel as though you can't speak up, create your space and fucking come back full force and show people exactly what power you hold and why you should have put me in your show. Like you should have used us, but now here we are and we are we're doing the most and I can see that change and I think it's really really lovely especially with with the work you're doing so do you want to tell us a little bit what a fucking segue oh my god I'm so proud (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucking dying but I ruined it by praising myself (laughs) I fucked it I knew this was gonna happen at one point I fucked it but it was such a great segue, like I can't wait to rewind it. Oh my god! So yeah. Oh shit. That being said, who gave me a microphone and a podcast? <laughs> I've it was me that kept encouraging you to fucking do it. I've got no business doing this, kid. I just want to say before I forget that I was defo defo the first person to download the first episode of the Filthy Friday podcast. Oh, and follow it true friendship and I want it on my gravestone and I'm gonna like take it you know like when people knew people before they were famous not that you're <laughs> getting famous don't like <laughs> calm down but you know when people like knew Madonna before she was famous and it's all they fucking talk about yeah I'm gonna be like 85 in a nursing home and be like I was the first person to ever download the Filthy Friday podcast <laughs> and they're gonna be like alright get your clothes back on get back in bed <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know what? And I fucking forgot on the segue. <laughs> I was I, I buzzed too much. I celebrated too early. Oh god, that's it. That was like premature ejaculation, and it felt good at the time. But now I feel so fucking disappointed in myself. I've really let myself with that performance. Uh, but I think I was going to ask you to tell me a little bit about what's. This is not what I was going to say, but I'm just going to go with this anyway. <laughs> Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up? What's on the agenda for Alabama Whirly? Hmm. Um, not much at the moment, really. I've got like things that I'm like, I think I'm going to do this and think mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Um, I'm thinking of doing kind of like uh, plus size either... Um, fat show or competition yeah. kind of thing so, like, so now I've said it I've been bullied into saying it so now I have to do it um, for pole and burlesque and just basically any kind of performance for fat people to have a space um, there is amazing plus size pole competitions out there like kick ass curves and that's not what I'm doing before anyone comes at me thinking that I'm stealing people's ideas because it's going to be in this little, you know, five minutes where I've decided this now, like a kind of pole burlesque, basically just a general performance kind of show or competition. I haven't decided if I can be asked making it a competition yet. Um, So fat people. um, Manifest that shit, girl. With the kind of like just everyone involved as a fat person. Um everything like the sponsors the you know if it was a competition like judges performers everything um anything involved is gonna be revolved around fat people entirely yes 
Fat Fest. It's not going to be called Fat Fest. There's definitely probably already something called Fat Fest. Are you not glad that I fucking made you talk about that? Because my tongue was hanging out of my mouth. And I was like, she better mention what we've been talking about this last week. Because <laughs> once you say it, don't it feel good? It's like, Kitty asked me a question today about like if I had an unlimited amount of money, um, uh, what would I do? And I've had this whole idea for the longest time. And by, I wasn't going to say anything because I have this whole like, just got, I'll tell you anything, but I would just like to keep my shit to myself. Uh, but doesn't it feel good getting it out there? It does. And I do um like a study event management as well at the moment. And I think you and I'm like quiet. I know. I just I've just got no free time at all. I just don't feel like having free time anymore, apparently. Um so I've been doing event management and then I've helped organise like the Northern Heat last year of Authentics and I work for Liverpool Horror Club and the whole basis of Liverpool Horror Club is putting on events. Um and they basically like I harassed I was volunteering for them for years at every event mainly probably because I probably just didn't want to buy a ticket because I was skint but I ended up being like a resident performer so I was so involved in them events and then I was saying to you and Rachel I'm like oh I've got no experience to do this and then I think like you two are like hang on a minute you literally are so involved in events that and study it and like I know what I'm doing but I think it's one of them things where you're like you convince yourself you don't know what you're doing until you sit yeah. down and go, actually, I do. Yeah, that's And right. I can't sit and complain about fat people's treatment in the industry, like performance industry, with doing fuck all about it. Like, nothing's yeah. going to get done by me sitting here having a fucking whinge on Instagram Live or whatever. There's people like Lindsay, Roland with Lindsay, I'm not going to try and say a surname because I'll butcher it, who does big fat burlesque and she is making a difference she's not a performer she's um an activist and she puts on her own burlesque show and it's people like that and i sit back and go yeah it's all well and good me sitting there talking about it and fat phobia but what am i actually doing about it to make these spaces like filthy friday was made as to be like you know to make a space yeah 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 and we need more of these spaces but they don't appear by people like just going, yeah, it's quite shit, but, you know, what are we going to do about it? Because there's nowhere else for us. Yeah, I like that. I had a conversation with Ben this morning, um, and he, you know, I've been doing a lot of manifesting recently, and he was saying that, um, like, manifesting is, like, such a, a useful tool, like saying things out loud or just saying it to yourself. And he said, but the people, it's just, you You reminded me of it, Um the people who actually do are the people who don't say, um, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but so I love that you've just said that out loud, it's out <laughs> in the universe, people know to expect it, and you know that you will be fully supported, and you've got a really good circle around you, so if there's anything you need, and um, people you've heard it here first, <laughs> once um alabama's looking for, for performers you know where to go so if you're fat and fabulous um i recommend you keep an eye out for whatever event it's going to be it's going to be amazing um, <laughs> <laughs> so just as a sign out um is there anything else you want to say i regret asking this question because we're nearly at 90 minutes so we're nearly at an hour and a half so i'm gonna <laughs> definitely split this into two episodes i'll do yes it. <laughs> 
I think it, I think it was a two-parter. We uh, just so we're digestible. Um, <laughs> we're not yes, though. No, we're definitely not. You're gonna if you digest it all at once, um, you're gonna get heartburn. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, don't give me your um, pharmacy bill. Don't don't send these invoices to me, people. <laughs> um, so just before we go, is there anything you'd like to say? Oh, that's like well on the spot, isn't it? Um. I think it's just think about what you're saying when you're speaking to people and what you're talking about. Um, it's like things like talking to someone about your diet. You don't, you know, it's not, it's a weird thing to talk to someone about. It's to just go straight in, talk about diets with people. Like you don't know if people have got eating disorders, yeah. if they've had that like fat people have that force down their throat constantly and feel like they should be on a diet um or you get people like me like i am literally not fucking interested in your diet or fucking multi-level marketing scheme or whatever the fuck it is um i don't like i don't care i have been talked about diets my whole life i don't give a fuck about your diet your milkshakes if you're losing weight for you do it for you because i'll you know i will support yeah but don't try and convince me that Slim and World's the best thing that's ever happened because it's a cult. And if you're fat, you, you're fit. You're dead fit. Yeah, and you need okay. to follow other fat people on your feed. Stop following people that make you feel like shit. Even if they're your mates, you can unfollow them. It's fine. Yeah. It's just Instagram. Yeah, it's definitely about that. That's the energy that you have around you. And if people are making you feel like shit, if people are making you question yourself in the way that you you know you don't particularly need to be questioned right now, especially during a fucking global pandemic. All like not even now, but always. Then you know you need to remove those friends from your circle. Um, I think sometimes you don't even need to remove them from your circle. You just need to remove them from social media. I've got friends I absolutely love the bones of. Yeah, but I find that I compare myself to their social media so much. And I know what their life's like outside of that social media, yeah, but that's all I'm seeing at the moment. So yeah, I'll yeah. mute them. And it's people I've been friends with for fucking years. Yeah. But I've got them muted because I'm like, if I'm having a shit day, like I've had a shit day in work, I've come home, my kids are being absolute demons. I just can't be asked. I, you know, sometimes I don't want to look at someone who's like, look how I'm thriving during lockdown. And I'm like, I've just come back from cleaning a COVID ward for seven hours. Like, yeah. I don't, Sometimes you, you don't know. need to see it, do you? You don't even need to be on, you can delete the app. Like, yeah. you don't need to be constantly doom scrolling. Like, I'm the worst for it. But I'm really bad. You don't need to follow people just because you're friends in real life. You can mute their social media. You don't need to, like, put yourself, like, just basically give a shit about yourself. Yeah, 100%. But I'm really big on removing people. <laughs> from my I know. circles I'm so, <laughs> I am so sad like fucking Alan Sugar like, literally like out of the circle um, just uh, a long time of relationships and shit friendships um, so now I'm just if, if you don't owe anyone your time and energy is this is it but that's for another episode um, Alabama where can we find you on internet love um, on Instagram it's Alabama Whirly underscore because Someone hacked my account and then I had to change my username and then someone else has got it now and I'm really sad about it. 
Donna at the Dom said I should message and be like, can I have my username back, please? But I was like, I know it's fine. I think like they might probably batter me if I did that. So please don't go DMing this other person that's got my old username. She's probably lovely. Well, they are. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on OnlyFans, but DM me for that because it's not Alabama Whirly and I might give you it if I've vetted you. <laughs> yeah, please, please, Snid, uh, um, you have to check out Alabama's OnlyFans. Like, the first thing I saw was, I'm obsessed with my best pals tips. <laughs> she has the most the prettiest nipples <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. They're like a little a little mouse nose. <laughs> like I love them. So like she gave me a trial and it ran out and I didn't want to ask for another one. Oh no, I didn't I pay and then I got a free trial and then it ran out. So I'm so now you're on like a twelve month one. Yeah, like I'm just on there and I'm fucking living for everything. Um, anyway, ninety minutes and nineteen seconds. We're definitely going to split this into two parts. <laughs> Alabama, my best friend, the love of my life. Thank you so much for you're taking welcome. part in this conversation. It's been a delight as always. And that's the yeah. first time you've used the words delight to describe oh, a conversation with me. Again. It's not going to fucking happen again. I'm going to download this onto every device I own just so I can have some forever. You're going to have about 30 screen bite, uh, sound bites from this conversation. I am. Um, and yeah, I will leave all Alabama's links apart from the OnlyFans because she likes to vet, uh, as rightly so, in the description box. And I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. That was non-gender specific, by the way. Sorry, I, I always have to say that. <laughs> Bye! Keep it filthy!